Albuquerque now and this is Dave and my name is Ruben and this is September 27th 2022 I don't know how you feel about transportation in Albuquerque but to me there seems to be a balance between let me just get to work on time and how do I maintain my vehicle however there are changes that are coming and for most part they are pretty good One of the earliest problems with vehicles as a part of our life is that we've had to accept so many compromises to our way of living that we had no other choice but just to get used to it and get our wallet out. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we got into our vehicles and did one thing, drive the vehicle. No more fluid changes, no more measly repairs to fix the engine and filters, and you name it. Our reason for going to AutoZone is more than just a fashion statement or a meeting with the boys. It is because we are trying to save money, right? For those who can do this, it is manageable. Well, is it? Not everybody wants to get their hands dirty, true, but not everyone wants to feel that way about our Detroit-made burro and would rather pay than play. One of the many areas we will cover in this podcast is the way our life could improve with a new idea of how we access or approach our transportation. So how about those Jetsons, Elroy and daughter Judy? Let me take you back to a cartoon we have watched, well, some of us remember, the flying car and the washing machine that could not only clean the clothes, but could also fold and bag them for the drawer. Now, on this cartoon, they managed to bring the Flintstone family into the future of the Jetsons. Now, Fred has a hard time with the flying car concept at first and preferred his wood and stone vehicle until the adventure took them into a place where Fred had to give up the idea of his stone car for the flying one. Now, before we go any further, let's ask, what are we giving up? In Albuquerque, I take the train to Santa Fe because for $2 is the least expensive way to travel. So there is always the public transportation. If you can fit it into your lifestyle, then that works. However, for the day-to-day issues of getting to work and shopping and the hundreds of other uses we have in our lives, let's face it, we have moved on from our bicycles when we were teens, those who had them, and went to the driver's ed option. If we did that right away. Why? One of the reasons was that it was safer, more convenient, or because it was cool to get in and ramp up the engine and go. Well, not so fast. Our cars take more than just gas. And for those of you who are responsible for the maintenance of the car, you know who you are. When that oil needs to change, or worse, the transmission oil, it's going to cost. Okay, so now imagine a car that is a concept, 
a concept car. It has the following features. A lot of room inside. Yes, finally a car made for my size legs and all. Man, someone made a decent car. Then, are we waiting for the engine to warm up? Wait, you're supposed to wait for warm up the car? Well, this car you just sit in. It may not need a key because you remember to bring your cell phone with and the app that is letting you in the door. Yes, finally, that $800 phone in your back pocket is doing more than social media scrolling. You notice the gear and dash are very simple. No gadgets for water, oil, and the engine. There is only the R for reverse and D for drive and P for park. There are only two pedals to push. Yes, charge and brake. The braking also is more smooth and does different things rather than running down your disc brakes. The car can even park itself. Sounds like science fiction? Well, we know this idea is already here, but we ask, how much? And what about who will I have to pay for recharges? How long will I have to wait to pump out the electricity? And these are all good questions. Gas prices, accessibility, how will this change traffic? And it is a viable alternative to going to the gas station for a fill-up. Yeah, so increased access to electrical vehicles could provide increased health outcomes to uh, poorer communities. But the neat thing is that cleaner transportation creates a cleaner environment, which benefits everyone, not just people in these poorer communities. If you live up in the heights, you'll still benefit from a cleaner environment in the same way that someone who lives in the war zone does. It's, it's a net benefit to everyone. Now, uh, electric buses can absolutely help cut down on carbon emissions, but it does suffer from a few critical deficits. In Albuquerque, for example, the ART project along Central initially utilized electric buses, but they suffered from short battery life and were sensitive to New Mexico's extreme heat, although I would say extreme is still putting it lightly. One must wonder, given the rather clogged nature of Central's flow of traffic, if the, and if the buses worked properly, which would be more efficient, giving everyone an electric car or utilizing electric buses? I've often heard people say, and experienced myself, that Albuquerque and some modern cities in general just aren't designed with public transportation in mind. Take, for example, a place like New York. People often use the subway as a means of transportation and sometimes forego car ownership altogether, or even consider other countries, places like Japan. If I did that here in New Mexico, I live in the South Valley and I would not be able to easily bus from one side of the city to the other where I work. It's technically possible, but would double or triple my commute, whether that's an electric bus or not. That is to say, in the conversation around electric vehicles, city planning plays an absolutely critical role in this conversation. Well, you bring up an interesting thought about the value of public transportation versus the private one. One of the things that I think we should ask is, well, how much is this electric vehicle idea going to cost me? And a lot of people have a variety of ideas. So I did a little research and I'm going to list some cars and, and manufacturers besides Tesla. And we can get a kind of an idea what this might look like. So the 2022 Hyundai Ionic 5 is a manufacturer's retail price of $39,950. 
and it's uh, both four-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive, and it has a 303-mile range on a single charge. There's the uh, 2022 Ford F-150 Lightning, and that's going for 39974 And according to Ford, the range can cover between 230 miles for a standard battery to 320 miles in the extended or the Lariat trim and the optional extended range battery is available. 2022, the Mini, well, they have a Mini SE hardtop and that is going for 29,900 and this range is 114 miles on a single charge. There's the 2022 Chevy Bolt for 33,500, that's 223 miles on a charge and it can go up to 233 over a max. Uh, the 2022 Nissan Leaf is 27,400 and its range is about 212 miles. Uh, there's a 2022 Kia EV6 for 41,400. The real or drive model uh, has a 58 kilowatt battery and so it has about 232 miles. Uh, these are important thoughts because you know you want to know when the next fill up is going to be. There's the 2022 Lucid Air, uh, that's 87,400, and its range is significant at 520 miles. Uh, then there's the Kia Nitro 2022 electric EV for 39,090 with 239 miles on a single charge. And of course, the all famous Tesla Model Y for 65,990. And its range is, is about 330 miles. Uh, there's a 2022 Mazda MX-30 EV for 33,470 for a 100 mile range. And then of course, for all you hypercar lovers, the 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E going for 42,895. Uh, the range is 247 miles. Um, and that's, of course, you can get it in the all-wheel drive as well. One of the things that's important to know with all these the figures is that, you know, the government has all kinds of ways to, you know, get you into these cars with uh, taxable rebates. When we have conversations like these, one usually thinks, hey, I still drive a car from the 90s. What do these laws mean for me? Well, there's already a law in place addressing that. According to NMAC 20.11.104.6, by the year 2026, all dealerships will only be allowed to sell low emissions vehicles. This mass reduction of vehicular emissions can help give cleaner air to all residents of Albuquerque, especially those who struggle with respiratory illness. Electricity grids can handle these electric vehicles easily. The problem lies in proper management. A massive mistake that the internet frequently makes is the assumption that all of these electric cars could be, or would be, charging at once. For example, in the UK, the grids produced 402 terawatts in 2005, which is more than the sum of the 2019 figures plus what would be needed to charge every EV in the UK. The capacity is there. This transition in US, however, is not going to happen overnight. The most important takeaway here is that while balance is necessary, New Mexico's infrastructure is prepared. So much so, in fact, that we produce more clean electricity than we know what to do with. Now here's some other fast facts takes under 18 minutes for a fast charge. Charge exchange for credit is based on a cell phone app. You put in how much you want to pay on your phone and make the connection. People already use electric scooters and skateboards. 
And the most important features of electric vehicles is that there are no longer a transmission or an engine cave in the cabin, leaving an average of two extra feet in interior space. For example, the Model X Tesla has 85.1 cubic feet of interior space with the back seats folded down. Gas-powered vehicles' average price to own, maintain, and power is $1,117 per year, as compared to EVs' average price to own, maintain, and power being only $485 per year. Average gas-powered vehicles as of 2022 starts at $46,634, compared to EVs that started an average of $39,000, with most tending towards the $30,000 range. Average EVs have fewer repairs, no warm-up time, no computer speed governor to warm up your car as you drive, and the only real cost to maintain is the tires. Albuquerque alone has six supercharging stations. Even the UNM hospital has them in their parking garages. The most comparable argument against an EV is the average space between refuel stations for both vehicles, with gas vehicles ranging between 200 to 400 miles and EVs averaging at 300. Fast fact. Did you know that the federal government will give you a tax rebate of up to $7,000 per electric vehicle? You know, the question that comes to my mind is, you know, what about those old batteries and how are they discarded or how are they will be recycled? And how much pollution does an EV battery contribute to the pollution overall as compared to the standard battery in a gas car? Despite no longer operating at peak performance, the end-of-life EV battery still holds about 70 to 80% of its initial capacity. These batteries have the immense potential to be repurposed into second-life batteries for use in less demanding applications, i.e. stationary energy storage. What is the life cycle of an EV battery? They lose about 2% per year, and replacement is between 5,000 and 15,000 when they go bad. The EV has a second life after 102,000 miles. Most of the batteries can be used for a second or third time. The batteries are eventually broken down into reused components, and they go into other batteries, not just tossed into the landfill. Gas car batteries, eventually, well, those batteries, along with the toxic chemicals that can leach out of them, could end up in hazardous waste landfills. There are no EV battery recycling plants in California that we can look at as for a comparison to the nationwide. Uh, but according to Cal EPA in January 27, 2022, and there is much discussion on building the infrastructure to recycle EV batteries to reduce the risk to the environment. Now in summary, electric cars are a boon for car culture. Here's the cycle of car culture. You need the car to get the job to make money. The car breaks, that costs money. The car breaks, you can't get a job to make money. To fix the car. The car breaks, you can't get groceries either, or at least not as easily unless you order online. If you live far away, public transit or alternate forms of transportation such as an Uber might be harder to access if not impossible and costly. Electric cars require practically no maintenance other than replacing the tires. Therefore, this could eliminate the maintenance issue entirely, especially for communities that live at or below the poverty line. One potential pain point could be accessibility in rural communities where people have long commutes and longer spans of travel between fuel stations. Some people are apathetic towards change and making electric vehicles more universally available. 
traditional car factory workers might be hesitant towards electric vehicles as it could disrupt their standard jobs and ways of life, making it so that they have to learn more about stuff outside their fields, such as electrical engineering. Some other communities could be apprehensive about technological advancements that they feel could change their way of life. However, perhaps creating communication between these communities could prove vital in convincing them to adapt to these changes. The idea is that this technology could help the Earth, not hurt it. This idea has to be supported alongside the evolution of our systemic transportation needs. Similar to how the standard transmission once gave way to automatic, one can hope that gasoline-fueled cars will one day give way to electrical cars. Electrical vehicles also have the potential to disrupt big oil companies, could hopefully force them into a less exploited market. They put all their energy, pun intended, and funds into electrical vehicles. While they would still be massive corporations, the hope is that the fuel that would otherwise be used in traditional gasoline cars could be then diverted and funneled to other types of vehicles, such as medical, space, or air, that are not yet or cannot become electrical, therefore encouraging electrical cars to become even more efficient. Well, Ruben, I think we've given people a lot to think about. This is a real jam-packed uh, uh, podcast today. <laughs> I just want to thank you for your knowledge. Uh, we really, I think, laid it out pretty well uh, to have arguments for you know looking into being an ecologist in a very easy way. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, um, since we all know we're going to be moving into a new vehicle at some point in our lives in the near future, or farther future for some of us, uh, I'm suggesting that the electric vehicle is actually a viable alternative, and each year that goes by, it becomes even more easier to get. Absolutely, and thank you again for having me. This is Dave. And Ruben. And this is Albuquerque Now. Thank you for listening.